Good evening, everyone. Happy Mutant Monday. How are we doing? We're doing good. It feels good to, to get back in with it. How are you? I'm excited to be back, too, also. I'm excited we're, you're back online, Mute Monday. We're good. I know. It's like the start of a new year. I must do my intros because I, I always forget and I get in trouble with somebody. <laughs> so, welcome, everyone. We are on episode 12 of the Mutant Monday, and I'm very, very excited to welcome Sailor Gary. How the hell are you? I'm fantastic. I tell you, I just uh, just got back from East Denver, actually, uh, and that was it was great to just be out, be in real life, you know, meet a bunch of great people, just building a bunch of great things, and really kind of get reinvigorated about the whole space. Yeah, but that's been tough because a lot of people obviously have, have felt quite isolated over like the time. Yeah, it's you know it's definitely the last the last few years I think for everyone has been kind of a weird isolating isolating time. So you know the, when we're able to come together and you know eat them, it was cool. They you know tested every person to uh, you know with a COVID test, which was annoying to wait in line, but kind of cool to have done. So you know you felt kind of good about seeing people, and then you know could feel comfortable seeing people too. So. And was it your first time meeting some of your fellow BAYC members as well? Absolutely, absolutely. It was uh, it was really my second uh, second like main main event that you know in real life event. I was in NFT NYC. You know, I sorry there, but um, of course, and um, but really, yeah, just to see meet a bunch of people, see a bunch of people, you know, run up to people wearing swag, just be like, hey, you guys got Nate, you know, like. Do I follow you? Do you follow me? Oh, cool. That's awesome. You know, what are you guys working on? Uh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely a fun experience. Yeah, I do. Actually, like last year was like, it was kind of very surreal. I mean, I don't know how you found it because it was kind of, as you say, first time of kind of coming out, really doing any big events. And then uh, having this virtual persona and, and obviously people, did people recognize you? Did you get people coming up to you? I, I found it quite weird. <laughs> Yeah, you know the 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 ultimate the ultimate doxing, but uh, no, I think it's I think it's it's good to put a name to the face. Um, I know coming out in New York, it was you'd met a bunch of people, and then you got back home, and you're like, oh wow, you know, they're I'm following another eighty another eighty apes, like, and I'm like, who are these? Like, who's who? Like, you know, so took a you know took a couple more pictures this time. You know, just tried to like, all right, how am I going to, how am I going to remember, you know, if I want to reconnect? Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. So from, I mean, obviously we're coming up, I guess we're soon to be coming up to the year anniversary. And did, did you mean, how, how did you first get into uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club? So no, I did not. I did not mean, um, I got in, in July. Um, actually I had had a, a couple friends who were minting. I actually really kind of first heard at, heard about it, uh, hearing Blau talk about it on a, uh, a podcast called blockchain and booze. Um, you had, uh, punk ape strong on here who is, uh, um, an alter ego of Alon Gorham, who is one of the kind of, founders who runs that kind of weekly session also um that's actually that's actually where i first heard about it is from blau um 
actually got a uh, kennel, you know, got one of the dogs first um, for a few days before. And then, you know, just kind of the deeper, I kind of understood the multidimensionality of, you know, what they'd done with the IP and where, you know, NFTs were going. Ultimately, I got really excited and we aped in and never looked back, never will sell. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. Uh, obviously, uh, I met Al on on the on the show when he came on, and he's quite a character with his guitar and he, the character that he's kind of made from that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with uh, the his uh, boring stone NFT, you know, to you know trying to want to put together real life giveaways. I think he gave away a guitar. Uh, through his Boring Stone NFT project. So just kind of having fun building personas and characters and really kind of taking advantage of, you know, leveraging that IP, you know. And that's really what has, I think, showcased or differentiated Bored Apes from the beginning is this artifactual nature where they're the first one to really, you know, give give those user this right and then kind of back it up with IRL embeds. So very very stoked on everything they're putting together obviously even more excited for the the notions of apecoin coming but you know who knows exactly when i know it's all very quiet at the moment which is kind of like it, it's kind of exciting and nerve-wracking because given the nature of some of the stuff that they've put out already for the holders i imagine there's going to be some kind of expectation i mean obviously it was like the super bowl there was the expectation of chinese whispers of obviously what was going to happen at the super bowl and and everyone was like you know we're going to see loads of apes at the super bowl and then like obviously have one of the founders have to kind of try and calm everybody down and go like this has been built up like way out of proportion kind of thing Totally. There was there was that one the little shadow of one in the eToro commercial. I think their CEO has an ape. But it would certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't the expectation that, you know, a bunch of a bunch of people were hoping for. Yeah. And then when you when you uh, bought yours in July, did you specifically pick him out? Or do how did it do you just fall in love with that one? Or you were like like I like the look of him? Oh yeah. We yeah, we Definitely, definitely uh, picked him out. He's uh, he's our sailor. Uh, you know, we're he's a uh, uh, voyaging the high seas. You know, sailing ships through the metaverse. Uh, so there's a, a lot we kind of want to put behind that from a IP standpoint. You know, he's he's journeying to new shores where you know intention allows us to guide the course of uh, com community and steer our future. So. Yeah, we're having we're having some lore there. That was just some some fun with it, but yeah, definitely, you know, he's our crew. You know, he's intended. We're ex excited. I think he's one of the most excited. You know, just visually, visually speaking, definitely one of the most excited and bored uh, apes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite it's turned into quite a phenomena, really. I mean, even from last year, is but different. I, I kind of even experienced it, obviously, with regards to people noticing more because of the media or obviously the attention that the project is receiving as well. Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's very early still in terms of, you know, what capacity they really have to showcase. They've all, you know, they, they've, they originally differentiated themselves by kind of 
showcasing this new innovation on the end user agreement side of the NFT contract, you know, with get, you know, handing over this IP. But I think, you know, what they, you know, activated in New York uh, and what, you know, where they can go from here. I think it's, I think it's still really early, you know, not even including ApeCoin. Yeah. I mean, that, it's interesting because a lot of projects that I've kind of automatically assumed because we have our IP with this, I guess part of me has assumed that, that we have IP with other projects and then I've kind of ate into those projects and then realised obviously that's not always strictly the case. Yeah, yeah, I was I have had the same experience, you know, uh, where you, you assume because someone showcased this as a possibility that, you know, so many new artists would want to give that to their user, but, you know, maybe they have a different artistic kind of roadmap for that night, you know, I kind of stumbled across the same thing where you're saying, Hey, we don't actually, we don't actually own this IP or we don't actually have the ability to use it. I think world of women, uh, recently, uh, recently kind of handed over or kind of upgraded their end user agreement to give more intellectual property rights. Um, but originally wasn't kind of built with that, you know, kind of consideration, not to say, you know, it was an oversight or something at all, but you know, it, you know, it's cool to see communities kind of upgrade to that, you know, where there's a demand for it. Yeah, especially when I like when I've bought NFTs, I'm kind of more of a visual person. And so more often than not, it will be quite interesting to me that the ones that I'm drawn to or the ones that I'll end up buying, like even if I can't check rarity or whatever at a later stage, it's like, it, it, you know, it never surprises me if mine are like 9,300. And it actually makes me smile because I know it's the right decision kind of thing. Very occasionally I kind of minted something that's like maybe 900 out of a collection. But normally I find secondary is the way to go because it's a little bit more, car well, mostly karma. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, especially nowadays, there's just so many, so many projects. Back in over the summer, there was, you know, three to five projects maybe coming out a week or so, you know, that were like big name projects. And it seems like you have hundreds of, you know, projects coming out a day now. You know, it's kind of hard to really figure out where the, where the actual real vol volume is, where the real volume followers are and to spend enough time to do due diligence on a billion projects will drive you crazy yeah and it looks like sometimes with some of the the latest projects coming out you kind of see a lot of similar art in a sense of you can kind of well, i guess I, I i can see it where you get similar kind of colors used and styles used and i think which is is a real lost opportunity but then i guess the opportunity is is that obviously they're they're not really looking to kind of build out on that aspect they're just looking to kind of uh just grab people's eye yeah i mean there's so many so many derivative projects at this point it's kind of <laughs> i mean how many more how many more doodles how many more apes how many more not to say there isn't value in existing communities, but, you know, I think you're not going to see it exactly stop over the next six months or year. So, you know, what are, what's the next level of utility going to be beyond community that is going to be provided for? I think I can possibly answer that. I think 
the next wave of projects that are kind of PFP related will probably end up being a, a direct result of whatever the Board 8 founders bring out when they bring out the ape token or the coin and the robot mutant game and various other elements of things that are coming out on the roadmap that they've already said that they will not tell anyone. And and a bit like when we had, obviously, the, the, the mutants. Um, I mean, have you got a mutant as well? Yes, yes. Uh, I have a mutant and then my um, my business partner has a mutant as well. And then, of course, I have a dog. So... I, I, I have a, a, a mutant with a, a a tiger on its like shoulder as well. Oh, they're the best. That that such a such a kind of classic trait that was like kind of nobody kind of really like. I always remember one of my fondest memories over the last year has been the night of the the mutant drop because it was just so confusing. Combined with I don't know what I'm clicking. Combined with I can't ask anybody else because it was chaos because we're all trying to work out why we've got these serums and we understood that. But but why have we got this mint button? You know, should we click it? What happens when you click it? Why? <laughs> there was just so many questions that night. Yeah, totally, totally. My um, so the other the other mutant, we, my um, business partner and I have is um. Sailor Gary's mutant. So we have the serum and it's a M1 serum. And and were you at your computer when all the serums dropped in or did you just kind of check in later kind of thing? I know quite a few of us were just kind of like poised to see what was going to happen. Yeah, I um I was yeah, it was it was kind of chaos. I I wish I you know had been more aware for the kind of extra minting as well, but I um, I waited a couple of weeks and did the mint, drank the serum, and then kind of regretted it because I, you know, now is he a, you know, not a virgin ape or whatever they call it. But ultimately, I think I think it's a good choice. I think you're once ApeCoin drops, I think you're going to see a lot of incentive to to use the serums remaining, uh, despite them being kind of one of the best deflationary assets in the ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if I was in a position, uh, it was like me personally, but generally, obviously, somebody who had a fair amount of money in the bank as an investment, I definitely think a very, very good investment would be like uh, the M2 serums, without doubt. You literally put them on a ledger and you just put them on a ledger and you leave them for a year and you just wait and see that as the numbers drop and the numbers drop because there will be apes out there that people are desperate to like kind of have full sets of and uh, I think that'll be be a very very interesting thing. Is I don't know how many's left. I, I know there's like a Twitter account somewhere that does a drop every time someone takes a drip drop of the serum. The numbers say there was only so many mutants left. Yeah, there's uh not a not a lot left. I was I remember the M2s dipped all the way down to something like nine or something. I think like Journey Crypto who has a popular youtube channel is one of the biggest holders um of the m2 serums there are i'm just going on open sea real quick there are a remaining 671 in the floor prices 45.8 ether which is one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars today 
I think someone, so, yeah, because that's reminding me, someone bought one earlier because it came up on my notifications. For, I think it was 44 ETH. If you, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's uh, pretty much out of everyone's price range. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Well, again, it's only going to get uh, rarer. I mean, some of the kind of the ultimate mutants as well. But I, I mean, I'm excited to see because obviously we've got, um, uh, have you got involved with Jenkins at all? Yes, yes. We, uh, I think... The, both of my both of the mutants are signed up with Jenkins for the royalty the book that he's coming up with. It, and then obviously we've got we've got some that are signed up for bands, some that are signed up for like books, some that are like coffee companies. And then each day that goes past, you kind of see like um, different kind of concepts coming out with people using their IP. Absolutely, we uh actually got we did a partnership with our local humane society recently and uh have sailor gary uh on uh about 1500 bottles of a premium vodka in northern california right now oh wow that's cool and how did that how did that first come about someone approached you or you found somebody well so um we have um two businesses we have a world-class distillery ourselves, and it was kind of really the the broader story as to how we kind of got into board apr club is uh we were long time long time blockchain enthusiasts uh, we have as i mentioned a distillery here in northern california um we had decided sometime around uh december 2020 that we were going to make a bunch of meme inspired alcohol um, because we figured that's where consumer attention was going. Um, anyways, we have an award-winning flagship um, vodka called South Fork. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, wanted to have some more fun. Um, so we decided if we're going to make meme alcohol, we should figure out how to integrate nfts come up with some fun art that we can pair with the memes you know inspire uh, and work with local artists to give them exposure and as soon as we really started kind of digging into applying these nfts to our physical products we uh just had our minds blown kind of over and over about the, with the utility of nfts um and kind of what we think they're going to do to kind of consumer engagement on uh, brands in the future um, and then really kind of Bored Ape came out and we were kind of watching the project and just what they did with IP and kind of consumer, you know, giving that value to the end user was, and to us, remarkable. Uh, and it really kind of actually changed the direction of everything we're doing. It led us into building a Web3, uh, launching a Web3 company that is kind of geared towards creating tools and curating tools to help bridge the gap of consumer packaged goods and web three. Um, so we basically partnered um, our web three company partnered with our distillery to showcase some tool sets um, for this integration. Um, you have to build the bridge in our opinion uh, from both sides, you know, both the normie side and the web three native side. 
And so we decided, how do you get people's attention? How do you show people the value of an NFT or Web3, you know, tech, you know, blockchain technology? Um, You grab their attention with memes. You grab their attention with puppies and, uh, you know, local nonprofits. And you prove the good, prove the value creation, you know, from a, the nonprofit side, you are creating new revenue streams, you program royalties into their NFTs, and you're creating revenue streams with no overhead that have never existed before. And you're giving them an ability to engage with local community members who've already engaged because they give a, give a crap about the cause you know that they're involved in so that's uh yeah that's kind of a long-winded version of how that all kind of came about but uh we're yeah we're excited to be building uh toolkits and kind of helping bridge that gap uh for the value creation of the end user i think it's absolutely fantastic i think there will be more companies uh, i mean we've already seen the big companies it's kind of like waiting for that that big wave of people to come. We've seen, I think it was MasterCard, I think it was a CryptoPunk last year, and all these kind of companies buying up Arizona Tea, uh, bought an ape as well, and kind of almost waiting to see. And I, I mean, I saw it firsthand at, at Christmas when we had the ape must wall up, seeing Normie's reaction to what was going on. And it was so different, the reaction of, of watching like live uh, just people coming ranging from like kind of kids that were eight ranging up to people that were like in their 80s everyone from you know what are the apes doing on the wall what's the story with the monkeys to people walking in and just literally going oh my god nfts and and I, i found that kind of just absolutely fascinating seeing it like in real time of having to explain digital assets and blockchain and also training my staff to be able to because obviously it's it's my passion but it's not my young staff's passion you just see them like oh my god I got to explain like for kind of like the 15th time in like an hour to like people but um it's certainly going to be like an introduction for for the younger generation yeah it's uh you know it's it's a lot to learn. I think we're really early. It's, you know, the infrastructure is thin, but it's also, it's exciting because, you know, having tried to explain the value of blockchain tech to people for the last nearly a decade, um, it's, it's so much more tractionable now that you can explain using something like an NFT, you know, to explain the multidimensionality for us. You know, we're confident it's going to revolutionize, of course, you know, what, what it's doing now with DAOs, what everyone's seeing. And I think just you come up with more use cases to explain it to normal people that, you know, it's just a matter of time until you kind of get all these light bulbs to start going off. And, you know, it just kind of creates a great, wonderful feedback loop to really kind of turn turn things on and get things going. Yeah, if. If you could turn back time, and we all had a magical time machine, I'm sure, and you were there at the point when it was obviously uh, the midnight, and you could have pressed the button, what would you have hoped for in the terms of like if you could have? Now you can see that sort of obviously the different traits that have come out. 
I would have hoped for many, many, many more apes. <laughs> a whole colony. Yeah, no, I mean, my um, Sailor Gary is a you know a pranksy a pranksy ape. You know, there it took it really took some people you know kind of having conviction early on in the project, and then you know kind of believing you know what Blau did. He gave away I I don't know how many apes. I think at least five apes, if not if not more. Um, you know, to kind of really hand hand this out, you know, to build a community, make it, you know, less about, you know, holding a monetary, you know, NFT that has a bunch of upside, um, but really say, hey, this is, this is community. This is, you know, just kind of being in some of the discords early on, you know, it, it really wasn't as much about the floor price as it was, you know, people saying, hey, can I help you out? Can I, you know, you know, do you understand about hard? You understand hardware wallets. Do you got? You know, you do you have any questions about you know listing your own NFTs? You know, it was kind of it was really, you know, it was it. Would, and for me, it was really also the first real feeling of you know kind of community around um, blockchain itself. You know, where you know there was all these financial you know, implications for how this was going to revolutionize money. Uh, and there, you know, were, you know, cool, you know, chat rooms and discussion rooms and obviously plenty of conventions about that. But it, I feel like what NFTs have done to community is, is also, you know, so, you know, changing. It's really, you know, it really kind of says a lot to us or to me anyways, about how, you know, communities will come together and what communities themselves can do and can accomplish. Because it's very interesting that as much as a lot of people try to copy the BAYC, the interesting part is kind of almost how much value that they've given back in the sense of like some, some owners have had dogs and some owners have had dogs and mutants as well. And you know, there's very few communities that some of them are kind of catching up, but I still think that they are a very interesting role model to follow. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's, it's an interesting thing about Web3 um, in that um, there's so much value in, because everything is so easy, you know, from a coding standpoint uh, to just kind of actually right click and save. Um it, you know, there is so much value in showing people like how it can be done and leading the way. And I think that's what has made and retained value in communities like Board API Club or Doodles or World of Women, you know, because there's pioneering different dynamics for building community. And you can copy, you know, the the idea of giving people IP and you can copy, you could create some beautiful ultra high definition artwork that people say would be mind blowingly better than board ape. Um, you know, there'd be disagreement, but would, you know, that innovation, would the, the path, would you be showcasing anything new that people would ascribe value to? you know, that they can build off of, they can, you know, that actually raises the tide, you know, what these innovations do, you know, the innovation of royalty in the solidity contract or the, uh, 
innovation of IP in the end user agreement or the innovation of capturing the addresses of, you know, holders and then rewarding those holders with real life events. All these new styles of engagement are value creation and the people who showcase those, you know, I think are really, you know, re- you know, it's the communities who identify that, community members who identify that, but also the creators who are reaping the awards. And I think it's a new model to look at that you should see some expected new value creations. There's a new vector here for value creation and value. And it really incentivizes people to collaborate in a different way. You know, that's something, especially coming from the alcohol world where it's hyper-competitive. You know, we we really see so much more value in building this all sooner and more quickly because Web3 enables value creation for the end user. And that's also another new element uh, we're incredibly excited about. So, so now that you've got this in place, do you think that you will stick to kind of like, obviously with the regards to the alcohol, uh, Sailor Gary, alcohol down that route, or do you think that you can foresee a time when you will have like different kinds of alcohol, like brand deals with, with, with potentially other apes where you have different ranges roll out? Um. <laughs> I I can tell you <laughs> that there there will there will be a time. Um, our our really kind of our background initially, even getting into the alcohol space, uh, was from a you know my background's in physics. So it was my distillery partners. Um, we uh, we're doing some research in ethanol uh, remediation um, that kind of allowed us to help make some of the smoothest stuff ever. And that's kind of really the background in it. Our, we don't have like a 10 generations of craft, you know, production or the desire to create 10 generations moving forward. And, you know, all that said, we really see so much more value creation. Uh, you know, we can make the best alcohol in the world. Uh, and that's awesome because then there's better quality, higher quality alcohol. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not something we care or need to identify ourselves by and we really you know have been overwhelmed by what we are positive is going to be the one of the biggest value creations movements which is web3 um for communities individuals and um we're really excited to just build those tool sets at large you know so we are we do have some plans to answer your question we do have some plans to do some fun crypto specific brands uh we have some actual other um, major uh national nonprofits uh that we have already partnered with um that we will be announcing in a shortly but you know as it you can think of it as a new style of brand creation but really uh we're here to kind of Utilize that to showcase new tool sets for all brands, all consumer packaged goods uh, to really kind of in, engage in new ways with their community and their audience. I think Web3 will really show um, brands and companies that they have to stop looking at customers as customers and have to start looking at them as community members uh, because the tools. Um, to enable that engagement exists. The infrastructure isn't there yet, but once 
people and brands start to showcase that, everyone will start to demand it because it should be the standard and it will be. So the sooner we get there, the, the value that is possible will become ours. It'll, it'll, it'll be realized. And so we're, we're re- really just excited to build those tool sets. I don't, you know, I don't think I speak for my, I think I speak for my distillery partner as well. Like we don't need to have a distillery in, our, in either of our families in 20 years, you know, but we do need to have Web3 toolkits available so that every brand and every community and every kind of item can really see this engagement, this, this kind of mass arbitrage reducer, you know, between people and communities. So that's what we're really excited to build. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with the kind of customers being kind of more community-based. I think it will come as they get more involved uh, onto like the virtual side of things and virtual galleries and virtual meetings, especially I, I would hasten to add that I think COVID has pushed a lot more people towards the adoption, very early adoption of obviously this virtual land. And is that something you can see moving forward that you're also very interested in uh, virtual land? Yeah, no, I think I think it's, you know, it's another huge style uh, for engagement. I think, you know, it's it kind of brings people closer together in terms of, you know, and people don't always have the means to travel across the world. I think that's going to become more challenging uh, in the future and, you know, the more realistic and kind of engaging that you can make uh, these realities, the more you know, real experiences, people will be able to have it. I think it's early right now. You know, I, I don't think they're kind of a, from a haptics standpoint, from like a, you know, a, a neurological feedback standpoint, they're over convincing. But I think as we kind of build this technology out and build, you know, graphics and, you know, bigger processing systems to make this kind of more real, but also make these worlds interoperable, um, I think you'll really kind of engage people and provide entirely new tri- types of experience and, and value and connection forming opportunities. I just think that it's hard to kind of visual. There's just so many exciting things. I, I being around the community and seeing what a lot of people are building out, and I'm very blessed that lots of people share with me their ideas. And and it and obviously they always provide their ideas to me in confidence. And I tell you what, it, it it blows my mind that like what some people are doing and what they're building. And this year I cannot wait to see there's so many people that have got some things coming out that are are what originally started last year from effectively two hundred dollar JPEGs and how they are kind of obviously you got some people that have flipped and sold and, and chosen that path. Other people that have realized that the value lies in the layers that go below and above the JPEG that you're buying. No, absolutely. I mean, there it's, it's amazing to, you know, see what new types of utility are going to come out when it's, you know, it's only been a, a year and a half since I know, since NFTs have really started to hit, you know, any real adoption, any, my parents know what an NFT is, you know, maybe that's because 
we've been running around talking about apes since at least July, but, and all of a sudden they are like a thing that they're hearing about aside from, aside from me. But I think, you know, we're, we're super early. I it's the more that you can explain the utility and value of NFTs, the faster we'll get people in. You know, I, I, a good example is you have these, you know, immutable ledgers. You have this new technology to basically discretionarily give people access to information or not. There should be driver's licenses that allow your kids to prove their 21 to the bouncers without giving the bouncers their home address, you know, and that technology is possible. You know, there are NFTs that could do that today. Uh, people aren't demanding that from institutions like the DMV because they don't understand them yet. And so there's a ton of need for building. There's a ton of need for education. Um, you know, just again, coming back from East Denver, um, there, which is, you know, for everyone who's less familiar, a really kind of building centric um, conference. Um, it was really inspiring to see how many people, how many devs were there just really trying to build the next bridge kind of and collaborate, you know, and really share their ideas in a, a different way than, you know, is traditional in a lot of, a lot of ecosystems, you know, a lot of other, you know, a, a lot of other communities. So very excited to continue to see this very, very bullish, obviously on the innovation of BAYC excited for eight fest coming up too. We have, yeah, it's all Rex. And one, one final question I got before you go: Who do you see if you could have the the future of the crystal ball? Who do you see becoming uh, the most famous ape? Um, uh, Sailor <laughs> Gary. <laughs> you know, it's hard not to say. <laughs> I was just going to say that was spoken like a true true entrepreneur. You you only kind of hesitated for a couple of seconds before you obviously you've got to shout your your own ape out. You know, I it's again this community. I think it's it's really powerful because everyone, so many community members, so many apes are really here to build and um, you know here to showcase what IP builds look like. Um, and like any other project, you want to look at, you know, what the intentions are. I think the intentions of a lot of these apes are to change how people interface forever. And, you know, I think if you're going to say who's actually going to hold something, I don't, I don't know if there's a great like forever hold list, but I imagine if there wasn't one community, um, it would probably be apes and then probably be friends if I, you know, in terms of what actually are these these blue chips you might say but um you know it, it's here i'm you know josh ong uh franklin you know was in the ape discord telling you know kind of helping people out um jason the ape baron von hustle you know you know building brands board becky building huge brands on it you know punk ape strong and you know boring stone you know i think i think there's just you know, everyone's here to build and um, we're, we're bullish AF. I can't really end it any better than that, other than the fact that I think we, we kind of realised that we stumbled upon something maybe we didn't necessarily realise right back a year ago of 
how big it will become because I mean I think it's big now but I think it will become even bigger as we move forward and I think a lot of us having spoken to many many members at events and obviously doing the podcast as well everyone's got different ideas of how they're going to move forward and, and like you I'm absolutely kind of super bullish on the fact that the commitment and this is what I think I will reiterate many times to a lot of people I hear people say about how much these JPEGs are worth and, oh, they're worth so much money and the apes and the mutants and stuff like that. But when you actually talk to the people that own the IP and own the asset, they don't see it like somebody looking in. They don't see it's like worth X amount. Speaking for myself and all the people I've spoke to is that we all have different dreams and aspirations is how we're going to move forward and create this Web3 community with a with a, an interest in everyone, not just kind of our own bags. It's like we, it's a very different community for those. And, and I say to people, even if you haven't got an April mutant, go hang out in the Discord and, and, and get to know people because that's how you meet people in the community. And, you know, so you might not necessarily own the asset that you want to own, but hang out in the community that you like and, and good things will happen. I've seen people become mods in other discords. I've seen people, you know, be hired by people that have growing companies out there and you can be part of kind of this Web3 movement and you don't have to have what you might think you might need. Like you don't need to have tons of money in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, in the disc, in the BAYC discord, you know, just tons of people in there, obviously not everybody in the 170 or 180,000 discord can have, you know, have an ape, but you know, there's everyone's here to build, you know, a lot of the people who have apes have been building for a long time. Um, And so I think that's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of kind of direction and head smarts it's also it's blockchain so you can look at what apes have done look at what apes are doing you know you can follow these projects and other projects um and you know kind of see 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 what the people who have been here for a minute are are looking to continue to build because most people aren't here who own apes i think aren't here for you know the, the flip the flip of the day not to say you know people aren't flipping and have, you know, flipped into apes and good for them if they have, but, um, you know, yeah, tune in. It's obviously, you know, we, like I was saying earlier, we kind of got in here on, you know, a, a blockchain and booze podcast. It's, you know, it's, it's chats like this, you know, mute Monday, um, you know, where, you know, you tune in and you hear stories about how blockchain's coming together. So thank you, Vicky, you know, again, so much for, you know, having me on. No problem at all. And the last thing to say is, has Sailor got Gary yet got his own tagline? Does he come with a tagline yet? We uh, we hope to see you on board. <laughs> with, with, a, with a nice bo- bottle of vodka handy as well. Right, yeah. No, we're, uh, we're, you know, building, we're building the bridge from consumer package goods to, uh, to, to web three go follow go follow sailor gary go follow uh spirit punks um we're uh, we're building some we're building some really fun things uh to showcase some really valuable tool sets uh to kind of 
build this all together and onboard the normies, but also have a lot of fun in the process. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time with us. And for anyone listening, that was episode 12 of Mutant Monday. My aim is to get back into doing these weekly again. You can click on my bio and listen to previous episodes. And we've got uh, amazing stories, all different crazy stuff that people are doing or have done as well. And, um, yeah, don't forget to click on Sailor Gary's profile, follow him follow myself any questions at all you can always reach out to me and let me know and i look forward to seeing everybody next week thanks again Vicky. bye sailor gary have a good one